0: You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I got to shake myself in this season. Amen. Not because I don't want to be here. It's because I want to be here, but my dolphins are losing. I don't know why the NFL would put they know I preach every Sunday. I don't know why they would put a, a dolphin football game at 9:30 in the morning. It's the enemy. I am convinced it is the enemy. <laughs> and, and listen, listen, I am upset. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We are getting, we are getting our butts handed to us right now by the Kansas City Chiefs. And um let's hear. Maybe while I preach, God will allow them to come back in the second half. It's halftime, you know, and I'm 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 up here. God, maybe God is teaching me a lesson. Study. I'm like, God, well, let me let me let me look over the notes a little bit more, or or let me look at the game, let me look at the notes a little bit more, and look at the game, look at the notes, and and eventually I was just stuck on the game, and you know, I need I can't coach when they in Germany, playing at nine thirty. I gotta preach. Uh, because I can't coach now. They 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 are losing bad, y'all. So let's pray for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> let's pray for the Miami Dolphins right now in Jesus' name. God, we lift them up before you. Let the dolphin. I know the water is cold in Germany, but let the water get by 79 degrees so the dolphins can go ahead and swim. Because right now they are on the hook and they by the Kansas City Chiefs and they are getting their behinds. Handed to a father, hear your servant in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen, Amen. Who's on today? Praise God. Who's on? Hallelujah, man. Oh, what's going on? It's a lot of y'all on today. Hey, everybody! Praise God, Hallelujah. So glad y'all can join us today, Amen. And in, in my my, you know. Lauren walked in today, and Fredo walked in today, the and they're like, "How you doing?" I said, "I was a little depressed." They got all serious. They're like, "Well, what, what's going on? Talk to me." I said, "Dolphins losing, and I can't coach them." So, Amen. We'll come back while I'm preaching God. and God, if we don't, I'm gonna stop preaching in Jesus. And no, I'm just playing. I ain't gonna do that. Gonna be... Anyway, how you doing today?
1: Hey, you all right. Issues because of the change of weather, but I'm good.
0: Yeah, are you over there in Germany? Pressing. Oh, are you pressing? All right, well, go ahead and press. Hey, man, so as you guys know, last week was awesome. I don't know if you all were able to tune in uh, last week to see our mentors teach. Uh, we were on a mountain this time. Well, not this time. We were actually out there about this time um, worshiping. We did praise and worship at the bottom of the mountain and uh, and met everybody. It was, uh, it was 140 of us, I believe it was, 140, and uh, and we climbed that mountain, praise God. And uh, I was I was worried about your first lady, even though she hates that. I was worried about Vonda and, and, you know, and everything. And some of you all don't know. We're believing God for a new ankle for her when she was young. uh, She was sitting in a parked car with her her leg outside the door and a car lost control and and crashed into that door and that door crushed her ankle. And uh, she's had some issues. Uh, The doctor says she's had some issues since she's since 16. So when she chose to do the rugged way, I was really, what? I was really, really surprised, but I'm not gonna get too much into it because I wanted her to take a little time. Go ahead and pray because I know God gave you some things about it before we jump into the message, praise God. And if you take all service, you take all service because I want you, you said God gave you some stuff while you're on that mountain. I want you all to be able to deliver, uh, deliver that to the people in Jesus name. But I miss y'all so much. Before we get into that, uh if you guys are, are writing for those that are in Jacksonville, um uh hey amen. Um, I gotta find it. Give me one second. Um, November 19th. November 19th, that's a Sunday. Uh we're gonna I gotta find a way for those who are not in Jacksonville to attend. I will be preaching that though. Um, what's the name of the church? Tabernacle Baptist Institutional Church at 10 15 a.m. So you're if you are in Jacksonville. We would love for you to come out. I would love for you to come out um, to this church. It's a youth, a youth Sunday. And the pastor asked uh, about the topic is about what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And because of some things that transpired on yesterday and being able to talk, he asked that I come out and speak to to the whole church on Sunday, November uh, 19th. Sunday November, So that's not next Sunday. That's the Sunday after next Sunday. Um, and the address is 903 East Union Street. That's 903 East Union Street. So that will be our service on November 19th. If you're in Jacksonville, uh, I fully expect for you guys to be there. Um, if, if not, we're going to try to get some way um to to where maybe we can hook up a phone or something and go live to our Facebook page so you guys can see it there and tune in for those who are not in Jacksonville uh both of those who are in Jacksonville I would love to see you guys come out um and participate be a part of what God is doing at again international let me make sure I'm saying this, the church title right Tabernacle Baptist Institutional Church uh pastors um Michael and Fedra Edwards uh, great men and women of God here in the city, and uh, they just reached out. So we'd love to see you guys there, um, and who are in the city. And for those who are outside the city, what what did the the, the note say? Those who are outside the city will have something on Facebook, so you can see it. You need the address again?
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: Okay. All right, and I, I'll make this announcement at uh, the end of service today, and then also next week. And then we're gonna go and do. Be, let God use us all. Praise God uh, on that on that Sunday in Jesus' name. You want to go ahead, take it over?
1: Yes. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord God. We honor you. We give you glory. We give you praise, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for an opportunity to come before you, Lord God, to speak your word to your people, God. I pray, oh God, that you open my heart, open our ears to receive everything that you have for us on today, God. Let it flow uncontaminated now in the mighty name of Jesus. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, you all. So as Pastor Joshua shared with you, we had a time in Atlanta on that mountain. My Lord Jesus, let me tell you about that mountain. Oh, I see one of my sisters on. Hey, y'all, what a nice surprise. All right, I want to tell you about that mountain because a couple of times I find myself calling it a hill. It's not that. It is, it is nothing. It's not a hill. It is, in fact, a mountain. So um, let me describe this mountain to you just so I can set the scene so y'all will know what it's really about. The mountain was had smooth places, the mountain was rugged. First of all, let me let me back up and, and explain to you you all about this mountain. So our leaders take a trip up the mountain every Sunday is where they have their church service, right? And it's not just a walk, just to have a walk. It is a walk with spiritual intent. There's a meaning behind it. So as they're walking up this mountain, they're carrying a load of those that are believing God for different things. Maybe people that are breaking off certain things off of their bloodline. Mm -hmm. So there is, there is intent as to why they're climbing this mountain. And I have to give props to them because they don't just I was saying walking the mountain, but I'm gonna say climbing the mountain. But they weren't just walking or climbing the mountain. They were ministering along the way. They were reading. And trying not to get ahead of myself, but getting back to this the description of this mountain, I just wanted to set the tone about that and to tell you all that there were three types of routes that you could take on this mountain. There was a smooth route that went around the mountain. There was a rugged path that went through the mountain. And then there was also, uh, there there was another two others. Um, On the rugged path through the mountain, you could also um, go faster. I was not on that track. My instructions, hear me clearly, my instructions from God was for me to take the rugged path, but at a steady pace. It was not to take the easy route, which is what I wanted to do but I gave God a yes to do the rugged path and to do it at my pace. Then there was a fourth route that we could take, which was up the, up the mountain on a bus, which I knew that was out for me. I already knew that that was way too easy. It wasn't gonna be something that God required of me. And I'm not knocking those that took the bus or that took the smooth route, but for me, that wasn't what he asked me to do. Those were not my instructions. So about this mountain, you all, this mountain had rocks, little rocks. It had boulders, big old boulder looking things. It had roots, the big old roots that you see, like the tree roots, but they're really big and thick and they stick up out of the ground. They had those, they had steps. Like I have stairs in our house. We, they were, there were steps. And then there were, what are those things? Like, uh, I don't want to call them like a little ledge or something where you've got to like use more than half of your body to get up to the the, the next half. I'm just trying to set the scene to let you all know that we were not just walking a path that was smooth or that was a little rough. Don't forget the cliffs and the chipmunks. They were there too. But I I wanted to paint the scene because it was very difficult. I've never done anything this challenging um, in my life physically. And it wasn't just a physical pull. it was mental. And it was also spiritual. I thought about all the things that take place that took place on mountains. And I just want to, if I don't do anything else today when I sh- by sharing this with you, I'd like to impart a press in your spirit to press past what it looks like. Because I could have taken the that route and looked at it as, you know, the more I walked up and look back like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? But there was a part in this mountain when I got like, I thought it was halfway because... <laughs> I was walking with one of my sisters, y'all. Of course, you all know where I'm in a women's group It's like 150 or so of us. And I'm walking with one of my sisters. In the group, there are rankings. I'm at the, the, the highest rank. There was a young lady that was walking with me and she was at a lower rank, rank. I'm saying this for a reason. And I'm saying it because I needed her more than halfway up that mountain. That's good. That's I good. needed her because she encouraged me. Y'all, I was breathing out of my ears out of my eyes she was just talking to me along the way she was just happy and just having a great old time I'm trying to live I'm trying to make it through and I realized you all with every because it wasn't like it didn't feel like it was winding winding but we were still going like this up the mountain and which of course you you shifting your body I got a turn with every turn I'm facing something different and if it wasn't rocks it was stones it was roots it was something And I had to adjust my mindset to the fact that these things weren't in my way. These things were helping me get to the next. My Lord Jesus, when I tell you that shift had to take place like quick, because as we got started, it seemed real easy. It seemed like, oh, okay. I got this. And you know how we are, y'all. We feel so excited about the things that, well, we can see the end and we know we're gonna accomplish it. But the things that are a little bit more challenging, we kind of shy away from it. We don't wanna be stretched. But when God calls us, he's calling us to a higher place. My God, he's always gonna call us to a higher place. I'm not saying that it's not gonna require us to humble ourselves in the process. But for me, my process was, At every step, my God, at every turn, I was giving God a yes, and I wasn't complaining about what I was stepping on and how I had to adjust my body in a line, but I was thanking God that he gave me the eyes to even see, my God, because the young lady that I was walking with, my sister, there was one point when she handed me her glasses, (laughs) y'all, And she told me, she was like, Special Ops God told me to walk the rest of the way without my glasses. I was like, Lord, please don't give me them instructions. <laughs> please, I don't want those instructions. <laughs> and she was saying, and I didn't question it. I took her glasses and I put them in my little pouch. And, of course, I watched her along the way. She was like a step or two in front of me. But I watched her along the way, and I was just thinking while I was behind her, man, the trust. She didn't because, you know, I'm I'm sighted, So seeing things up close is a challenge for me. But she's nearsighted. So seeing things afar is a challenge for her. But, you know, there were certain times where she didn't know what she was approaching. She didn't know what it was until she got like right up on it. And can you imagine the amount of trust that she had to have? Now, she can't see, but she's encouraging me. She's encouraging me. And I'm not giving her much conversation. Did I give her much conversation? No, not at all. I didn't complain about my situation. I had to breathe through it and through it out throughout the whole situation. She kept saying, "Special out Sponda, breathe in through your mouth, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, in through your nose, out through your mouth. I didn't doubt it. I didn't question it. I didn't try to figure it out. I just did it because I needed to survive. And I trust what she was telling me was what I needed. But you are, I'm saying this to say that there are so many times in our lives where things look a certain way, but when we go through the thing, when we allow ourselves to go through the process that God is putting us through, my God, it puts us on another side of a situation that we would never even appreciate had we not allowed ourselves to go through the process, but we have to yield ourselves and get out of our comfort zone. So I break off complacency I break off stagnation I break off feeling want to feel like you're in a little place of just I don't want to move this just feels good if I could break off feelings I do that too because I go through that too I, I want to be in comfortable places but I will say this you all the higher I got climbing that mountain not walking but climbing that mountain I felt so empowered I felt like there were so many things that I could accomplish. I felt like you would think physically I, my body was sore like immediately. You know how you, when you work out, you all they tell you when, you, when you're at the gym, you're going to feel it like in the next two days. Mm-mm. I felt it immediately hip flexors, everything mm-hmm. backside, everything was hurting on me, but it wasn't a hurt that made me feel broken. It was a hurt that made, a pain that made me feel like I'm doing something. I'm working through something. And I wasn't doing it by myself. I was doing it because I was focused on God. I was focused on who he gave me at the time to encourage me. There was a time when there was a little bit of a distance in between she and I, because she was doing a live on Facebook and I had to encourage myself. And I was like, Lord, it's just me and you on this thing. But I had to encourage myself so I can believe that I could make it through it. And we got to a point, you all, th- this this mountain is very, there was a lot of trees on this mountain. So it's not like you could just see the top. You you weren't going to be able to see the top until you got to the top, that part. So all of you all that feel like you got to see something first, oh my God, this is not that. This isn't that. But as we got closer to the top, I mean, like there were probably maybe 15 steps steps that I could see the top. And I remember kinda like bending down, trying to get my bearings and get my catch my breath. And the young lady who was walking with me started playing Joshua's song, We Win. I never even knew she knew the song. I didn't ask her to play the song, but in that, fight, in, in that last, what, 15 or so steps, I needed it. I needed it. I needed to know that I would win over that situation and that it was not going to overtake me. So whatever you're going through, don't allow the doubt. Don't allow the voices that will try to come up and make you feel like you can't make it through whatever it is. Cause trust me, God has put something special in you to take you through it. He has, he has, you just have to press into that and believe and believe God. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I I'm so like I said, I've told her several times. I was extremely proud to see her make that journey up the mountain because it was tall, t- tough, um, and it it was a few things you said in there that really stood out to me. Number one was the the rocks were there to help you get to the next level, something to for you to pull up on. <clears throat> and if you if you in describing the mountain it is like you said she was we weren't going around the mountain now if you took that path you could have gone around easily well i don't know if it was easy you still had to do the incline but right. we took the rugged path where we were swerving and going straight up and you literally at some points had to use some of the elements to pull yourself up
1: <laughs>
0: it was crazy but to hear it from that perspective that the element was there to help you get to the next level was different. Cause I didn't leave. I left with a totally different perspective and I'll tell you what my perspective was in a little bit. But to hear that was, it was actually pretty cool because most times we think when problems come or when situations happen, you know, it's just to beat us down, but actually it's to get us out of our comfort zone so that we can move to the next level. And I I think as a believer, that's imperative. Not, not think, I know as a believer, that's imperative because we get comfortable a lot we get really comfortable i got a good I job did. yeah go ahead
1: i'm sorry even on the mountain you all there was a part where <laughs> i thought we were more than halfway finished with the mountain and we were not i mean it wasn't even a quarter yeah and it let me say it took us about an hour to get up that mountain about yeah, about an hour. hour to get up the mountain and those that were on like the fast pack path i think well that were going up that path but faster i think it took them about 20 minutes
0: to, well it was supposed to take 20 it didn't take all of them 20
1: but still i'm just i'm just trying to set it so you all can see it but there was a part on the mountain where it got smooth and i was like ooh, i can actually talk and walk and it, it got real smooth and god was like don't get comfortable here because i'm taking you higher and higher and I went back to mine, breathed it in through my nose and out through my mouth because God said He was taking me higher, and I trusted Him. Yeah, and and
0: in every every life, every lifespan, you come into those moments where things are things are smooth, and you want to stay there. And the Ecclesiastes, King of Solomon, says it like this in Ecclesiastes chapter three that they're called seasons, right? That seasons. There's a time for this. There's a season for this. There's a season for that. There's a season for this, and we hit those seasons in the mountain where things are smooth and we get comfortable and we believe we're supposed to stay there like this is it and it's really not it you know like i've heard people say literally in the body of christ if i have this and if i'm if i just get this and i'm good and the thing that they're trying to get is literally (laughs) not even hard to get (laughs) and I'm reminded of Philippians, which we're going to talk about next week, because God told me to preach this message next week. I wanted to preach it this week, but God told me to preach that message next week, that now unto him who was able to do an exceedingly, abundant, exceeding abundance, like now unto him who was able to exceed abundance in your life. So, and that's everything. That's not all just talking about financially. That's talking about in every area of your life, relationships, friendships with your children. God is able to exceed abundance, but his ability to exceed is based upon your ability to dream. Because in that later on in that verse, it says that whatever you can think, ask or even imagine. So if you're not thinking or asking or imagining, God can't exceed what you think, what you're doing. So if you're thinking that if I can just get this and I, if I just a- accomplish this that I'm good. There's so many people that come over the years that come and visit us and they're like, "Man, Pastor Joshua, if I can just, you know, get a house like what you have and a nice car, I'm set." That's all that this is my dream. And I look at them and they look at me strange because I'm like, this is all you want? You serve a God that deems what we deem valuable. We think gold is valuable. We put it in our ears. We put it around our necks. We will pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to put this gold on us. And God says it's only good enough for my feet. It didn't even make the walls. Think about that. Go to Revelation 21 and read it. It's got streets of gold, which means it's only good enough for his feet. And we just we, we we're like, yeah, this is like gold is awesome. We we'll say we need to bring our mentality or our esteem up like we need to esteem ourselves higher than what we really do or what we really want. And, and the only way it, it, that can happen is if you turn your dreamer on. And if if you turn your belief on, because God can't exceed the abundance, exceed the abundance that he wants from you if you have no dream, if you have no desire, if you have no kind of will to move higher than what you are right now. And what happens is we find ourselves on a mountain and we have found a smooth spot in the mountain and we've gotten comfortable and we stay there and we just live there for the rest of our life. But what's funny is the other the other angle of that is people were still moving, going up, and some were coming down. So you could look like you're moving in your comfort, but really it's just those around you moving. Have you ever felt or you have ever said to yourself, man, I wonder why everything is happening for everybody else and nothing's happening for me? That is, good. <laughs> that is a good, good reason right there or terminology to know that I'm stuck or I'll become comfortable. Because you should, God should never not be doing something in your life. Seasons should never not be changing in your life. That is a guarantee. Seasons are supposed to change. God is supposed to be doing something in your life. But if you find yourself saying, man, it feels like everybody else is having a blessing and I'm not getting anything. Nothing's happening for me. Everything's happening. You need to self-assessment, do a self-assessment. And you need to say, man, what am I not doing, or have I become comfortable in this area that I am in, staying right here and I'm seeing movement on both sides? Come on.
1: Ooh, there was one part of the mountain where I felt like I became the mountain. I wanted to be strong. I saw all the people going up and down at one time, and I thought, man, this has to be an awfully strong structure yeah. for all these people to be on here at one time. Now, there were 140 of us, but there were other people that were there yeah. and families in packs. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So I I took on the mindset, I'm strong. I'm gonna make it up the mountain. This thing is not gonna beat me. Yeah. So I used what I had. Amen.
0: I used the mountain. And, and the second thing that I, I, I noticed is when we were there, excuse me, was the people coming down were so encouraging.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: And I said a couple of weeks ago, there's an old proverb in, in China that says in order to find your way to success, ask those that are coming back from it. Yeah. And it was so it for me that what I noticed, noticed is that the times that the people coming down would speak were in the times that Vonda was resting. Right. Or the, the other ladies were resting. Like They had little stop areas where you could sit down. There was no water. <laughs> you better brought your own. You better bring your own water. So but they did have little benches there. Um, made out of wood that you could sit, you know, and catch your breath. And every time her and some of the other ladies would sit down, me and the men were standing around. We would be looking at them like, "Come on, let's go. Let's let's get this. Let's knock this over because we're ready to be done with this climbing stuff. Come on, we want to watch football." Anybody checked on the dolphins? score Don't tell me. Don't tell no me. Way. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, but what 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 happened is there was one particular lady I could see her face right now she was coming down she said to all the ladies that were sitting on the bench, she said, I haven't worked out. She said, I haven't worked out in almost 10 years. You can make it. And she's like, I made it to the top. You can make it. And what it, what it does for me is it shows me the importance of a church family. Yep. Right. Sometimes we go through this life. Most times we go through this life. I've been guilty of it. Maybe you've been guilty of it what we don't reach out and pull enough on the people around us because we have this, this, this thought that, you know what, maybe I'm too much. I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to start annoying people, but God said in Genesis that it's not good for us to be alone. I hope y'all not laughing because the dolphins losing. Okay. All right. Play praise God. Amen. Yeah. I'm sorry. We will stop certain on the (laughs) plan. So Yeah. Pride gets in the way pride gets in the way. I don't need nobody. Right. I don't want nobody. I don't need no help. I don't need none of this stuff. I'm just going to do this by myself. And, but it was so imperative because when the ladies were sitting on a bench and that lady came by, and she said, y'all, you almost there. If I can do it, you can do it. It's like, you saw a revival, a, a, a refreshing hit yes. the ladies yes. and they, yes. and they started walking again. Like, let's get this, let's get this done. Let's finish this. And it was amazing to see. I was like, man, we need each other. And when when Jesus said in Ephesians or through Paul that we are the body of Christ, come on, it means we need each other. You might seem so insignificant, but we need each other. And and I always I always use this analogy like if we look at our our belly button our navel right now like it seems like it's a, a insignificant part of our bodies now. But it was that same navel when I was a kid that kept me alive, that allowed me to de- deform in my mother's womb and get nutrients that I needed, so my bones can grow, so I can develop. But though it looks like it's, it's nothing right now, like you, you might have a person or yourself might feel like, man, I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm worth anything. I don't feel like I'm, I'm valuable. But you are somebody. You might not see it right now, but your life has called somebody or caused somebody to make it somebody to win so you are valuable and your your words are valuable and we need you to say you got this you can you, you can do this you can make it to the top so it was so it was so good to see that now the last thing i got on this mountain which really was my first thing is we have no business on the mountain <laughs> <laughs> As I was walking up, I was talking to one of the apostles that was there, one of the other speakers that came uh, to the event, the conference, and I said, you know what? I, I don't understand that song even more. After doing this mountain that I'm climbing up on the rough side of the mountain. <laughs> the rough side. And I, I, I'm i like, man, we are literally climbing up the rough side of the mountain. and And the whole time I'm there, I'm like, I'd rather just speak to it. That's a lot because you're trying to climb over the mountain. You know, it's like, no, that's a lot to do. I'd rather just speak to the mountain. And a lot of us are on the mountain and we have no business on the mountain. Get off the mountain. I mean, seriously, tell yourself right now, get off the mountain. And we said, well, how do I know I'm on the mountain? When you are trying to do everything in your own strength. You have forgotten about there's a God that sits on the heaven who says, I am the I am that I am. Praise God. Who says that I can do and make anything I need to make in order to make you successful in this life. Who says I want to maximize every ounce, every second, every minute, every month, every year of your life. I want to maximize that ability. I am sitting up here, sitting high, looking low, ready to. To beckon angels to come to your rescue, praise God, and to help you as soon as you call on me. But yet, you are going through life every day by yourself. You are going through life every day thinking that I got this. I don't need to depend on God. You are climbing the mountain. Hmm. There are There is a such thing as sweatless victories. Yeah. I'm reminded of Philippians chapter 4, where Paul says, here is the secret. Let me let you guys in on the secret of life. This is the secret. You guys want to know what it is? It's not prayer. It's not worship. It's not fasting. It's not, you know, going to church every Sunday and Thursday or Wednesday night. It's not speaking in tongues. It's not sitting down and reading the Bible for 5, 10 minutes, 30 minutes. Here's the secret in life right here. This is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4. This is the secret. You want to know everything? Here's the secret. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And when you get to a place in your life where you feel like you can't do something anymore, that means you're operating on your own strength. Ooh, which means you're on the mount. And it's tough. Your legs get the burning. Your quads get to burning. Your hamstrings get to burning. your I don't even know what this is called. The muscles by your calf in front of your calf. That gets the your, your uh, shin muscles get to burning. Your toes. I mean, it was at one point, I think one day my toenails were hurting. Climbing up the mountain. Hmm. And God says in Mark chapter 11, just speak to it. Speak to it. Have faith in God. And when you have faith in God, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed, and the mountain will move. Say it will move. It will move. But you got to trust God with it. You got to trust in God's strength. Mm. Come on. It's, it, and I know it's difficult. I, I'm not going to be the pastor that be like, yeah, this is what you got to do. And I'm so spiritual. I know it's hard because yes. God don't work on our, on our timing. He don't operate like we do. We want it done right then and now. And let me tell you, your pastor struggles with this. He struggles with this because when I want something done, I want it done right now. And and I will make it get done right now. And that's another way how I end up on the mountain. He will make it. You
1: lie down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like uh, for real, like matter of fact, let's just go there. Let's go to Psalms 23. This is not the message, but let's go to Psalms 23 really quickly. I pray y'all are getting something from this. Because we repeat this this verse like like it's a like it's a good verse. Like it's it's a a dandy verse and it's so oh it's just so beautiful and and look how much God loves me and and how much he's for me and and oh it's just such a beautiful beautiful scripture and we repeat it when we read it. We read it like this. Can I put on my 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 voice? This is how we read it. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And we think this is a this is just a, a awesome verse. And it's just like this this fall back in some f- freshly washed gain clothing sheets and fall asleep in the Lord's arms. No, right? that's not what this verse is This is this is a mean verse. <laughs> this is a mean verse. This is a verse of God's saying, God, I will fight for you, I will fight for you, but I will also put you in a, a position where you can fight and where I can fight for you. Let me let me let me give it to you like this. Who does it say at the top of, of your of that chapter? Who wrote this? Who does it say, Vonda?
1: Saint David.
0: It says David wrote this. Who was David? He was a king. Right. David was a king. You know, you don't tell a king what to do at all. You don't never see, we don't, we don't understand it. Cause we have a president, <laughs> we vote him in and we vote him out. And when we vote him in and he don't do what we want, we talk real bad about him. But if we lived in a a, a, a monarchy and a, a, we had a king that was ruling us if we opened our mouth against that king, that king had every right to come in and snatch your head right off your neck and hang it up on a stack on a stick and say, and or hang your body in the middle of the street and say, she or he disobeyed the king. So the fact that we have a king, a king here, praise God, saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. But here's the reason why I will not lack. Because he makes me lie down. Have you ever made something, do something? Praise God. You up here just, I don't want to go over there, God. I don't want to go over there, God. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And God just say, lay down. You don't want to do this? Let me make you do this now. Come on. I know I'm preaching real good. I'm preaching. I ain't even preaching. God, if you hear me preaching, give favor in Germany right now, in Jesus' name. Go Dolphins. So yeah, let He make you to lie down, which means whatever God has to do to get you in the right position, he will do. Take time and think about that. Maybe some of the things that you're going through in your life. Hallelujah. Because God is trying to get you somewhere so that you won't lack. So that you won't find yourself in need. So that he can, if you read the rest of that verse, prepare a table before your enemies. And here you are, little Miss you, little Mr. You, just fighting. You ever seen a baby just wiggle? Just wiggling. And the parent come and said, no, you're gonna sit right here. I'm trying to feed you. And if you keep wiggling, you're gonna be hungry. So in order for me to get food in your belly, I gotta make you sit here. And here we are as believers, just wiggling. And then we'll read, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside still waters. Hallelujah. No. It's, you're going to do what he tells you to do. If you truly trust him with your life. One verse, one, one uh, Psalm, David says it like this, man plans, but God directs. In other words, you can have all the plans in the world, but I'm going, as your leader, as your God, as your king, I am going to direct you. And I love the fact that he gave this to somebody who hold, who held the highest position in earth. King. There's nothing higher than a king. And he said, even a king, I will make sit down where I want him to sit down at. The Bible also goes on and says it like this. I hold the heart of a king. In my hand. Come on, y'all got to get this. This is good to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm starting to get the wiggle myself. This is so good. So, God, the fact that He made even a king say, God makes me lay down when no one can make me lay down. How much more are you, how much more you in your house, in your kingdom are called your home? Will you allow God to make you lie down? Come on, everything ain't the devil. Come on, <laughs> we gotta get out of it. It's just the devil. It's just the enemy. No, it's not. Maybe it is God getting your attention. I hear you, Lord God. I hear you. Jesus said in Matthew, He said, "Trouble." Well, this is this is a paraphrase. He said, trouble won't last always, but in this time, you will have trials and you will have tribulations, but be of good courage because I have overcome the world. Let me take some time right now and break that down because when we hear preachers teach about this, when we hear people in the word talk about this, we say, God says we will have trials and tribulations and we attribute the trials and tribulations to the devil.
1: Hmm. Come on.
0: When in actuality, the word trial is the only thing that's attributed to the devil. If you go go look it up in the Greek, the word trial is what's attributed to the devil. But the word tribulation is actually attributed to us, meaning a tribulation is something that we do over and over and over again, expecting to see something different, but continue to get the same result. And because things doesn't change, we're going to stay in our way. Mm, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul said it like this. Paul said a, a, in Corinthians, he said, Jesus came. No, God came to him and said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. But if you and everybody's like, well, what does that mean? If you read the chapter before that is in Corinthians, Paul says for this, this worry fear that I have to leaving men over my church, these churches that i planted, I have been in shipwrecks. I have this thorn in my side. I've been in shipwrecks. I've been beaten. I've been rocked or, or stoned and left for dead. I've been thrown over a mountain. I've been all of these things because of my, my fear of leaving people over my churches that i planted. And God's response to that fear came in the next chapter, where He said, "My grace is sufficient." In other words, it's not your job to worry about that. Let me handle that part. But what was Paul going through? Tribulations. That fear he had put him in a tribulation oh I got to get over here to Macedonia I got to get over here to Capernaum I got to get over here to Jerusalem I got to get over here to Israel I got to get over here to Judea I got to get over here because I got these churches over here I got to go to Turkey I got to go over here because this fear I can't leave Fredo in charge of this church over here in Turkey because I don't know if Fredo going to preach the right thing so let me go over here and as, as I'm going over here this tribulation I'm going through in my mind I get in a shipwreck and I'm, I find myself on some random island Paul says I was in three shipwrecks we only Only have one record and acts about one, but Paul said I was in three of them.
1: So the tribulation is what we manifest. Yes, is what we manifest,
0: doing what we need, what we think is best. And we find ourselves going in circle. Come on, you say you you know what it is. You find yourself on a roller coaster ride. You up, you down. You say, man, we were just here last one. I thought we got past this in your relationships, in your marriages, in your friendships, at your job. We just got past all of this. We just, I just did. I thought I would never have to deal with this again. I thought I would never have to go through this again. But yet I'm going through it again. What is going on? That means you have in some part of your life you are in a tribulation. Wow. <laughs> Something that you are putting yourself through. It could be your thinking. It could be what you're saying out of your mouth and what you're speaking. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. This is good teaching, y'all. Y'all should have the chat. Just lit up. It could be who you choose to be in a relationship with. I love him. I love her. I'm a And God had told you 17 times, leave him alone. Leave Kojo in in Africa. Leave him alone. And you keep running back and running back and running back and running back and running back. back. Leave her alone. And you keep running back and running back and running back. You have found yourself in a tribulation. Doing the same thing over over and over and over and then we know our English word comes in insanity when you do the same thing over and over and expect a different result here in our English language we call that insanity I'm not trying to be offensive today but you are insane when you find yourself in a tribulation you are insane you're literally calling yourself insane and Jesus says I need you to be of good courage and be of good cheer because I have conquered all of that. I've conquered. If you just come to me, oh, this is how you conquer. People are like, well, Jesus conquered it, but what does that mean for me? How does that mean I've conquered it? Jesus is saying, if you come to me, I will conquer what the enemy brings up against you, and I will conquer what you bring up against you wow if you just come to me if you just rely on me if you just lean on me if you just adhere to what i'm saying if you just lean on my presence and my personality and who i am i will conquer what the enemy tries to do and i will conquer what you try to do i'm preaching better than you saying amen we need that because years go by. We lose years off of our life. Years going in circles trying to make something work that God hadn't called to work. I'm sorry. Shut that business down. Shut it down. And maybe God has something else for you to do. Stop trying to force something because you are a believer. Hallelujah. Go to 1 go to Corinthians Five seventeen. Uh, here go. Here goes God again with this. This preaching the message straight from His throne. Let's go. First Corinthians chapter five. I want to show you guys this. First Corinthians chapter five. Is it second? Sorry, second Corinthians. No, no. Am I, no I, I thought it was first. He has made me a new creature. That's the verse I'm looking for. I might be getting confused with Romans five seventeen. 17. Is it is 2 it Corinthians 5, 17? Right. Okay. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All right. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in who? Christ. Christ. And we know Jesus is the Christ. So if any man be in Jesus Christ, he or she is a new creature. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Well, when I'm in and when I'm in Christ Jesus, I become a new creature. That word new creature means an institution. I become a new institution. Hallelujah. Get this. What do we call banks?
1: Institutions. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. So you're worried about something you're trying to make something happen and God said, I've called you to a new institution. Now, in that bank, do you see the bank come to you or do the people come to the bank? To
1: the bank.
0: Oh, somebody got to get this. Maybe that business isn't working because that's not the institution you're supposed to be in. Because when you're in a God institution, people will come to you. Get out of here, man. I'm going to go home. I'm going to drop the mic. I'm going to drop the mic and go home. Oh, I'm already home. My God, Fredo, when you're in a God institution, God will draw the people to you. You don't have to go out, not saying you don't do anything, but you don't have to go out and prostitute yourself trying to force something to happen, creating the trials and the tribulations. When Paul got it right, finally, when he understood what God told him, my grace is sufficient. Here comes Timothy. Here comes Silas. How can I help you? Here comes a group of people now that Paul is able to minister to, praise God, that God, Paul is able to now insert, but it took him first getting out of his tribulation and trusting the Jesus that's inside of him and trusting that God had made him a new institution. You know, after that verse, we see Paul go on and start writing epistles. Yeah. He said, I ain't coming no more. I didn't write you a letter. <laughs> I was like, I'm tired of the shipwrecks. I'm tired of being beat. I'm tired of going through all of this. Instead, I'll just write you a letter. Read that letter and get it right. Hallelujah.
1: It takes-
0: mm-hmm. What are you doing, man? On this tribulation. I know you wanted to work real bad, but maybe God is shifting you. Remember, maybe it's not working because he's making you lie down in green pastures he's making you walk beside still waters and we can become okay with the make maybe we can go a lot far further a lot faster in our lives maybe we don't find ourselves depressed as much saying when is things going to change and i'm preaching to me because i'm one who says i'm gonna make something happen instead of trusting a god who has put everything in place we we went a couple of weeks ago to ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 where it talks about he has prepared the pathways for you to walk in so walk in them walk in them quit trying to beat your own path amen it's quiet in this church and that's because y'all are not here <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me see some amens. My God. Hey, man, come on, apostle. Hallelujah. I love it. That's what I like to see. So allow God, that's what we're going to get into. We're not going to get into it today, but I'll give you, that's what we, uh, God told me to talk about is going beyond the surface. That's what we're going to talk about. I want to give you something. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter 11 and we'll pick up on this next week. Cause I don't want to keep you guys so much because the dolphins are playing Proverbs chapter 11. Amen. Amen, man, Lord, give me an update. Are we doing any better than with Skull? Praise God. Just give me an update. I'm preaching my heart out for Jesus. Twenty-one zero still. And i come on, baby. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> come on, Jesus. Help me out. Help me out, Father. <laughs> Amen. Proverbs chapter 11. Huh? Dallas? No, no, no. Mm-mm. We ain't talking about that. That's later tonight. Amen. (sighs) All right. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 27. You
1: want to read that, Bonda? It says, He that diligently seeketh good, he that do diligently seeketh good, okay, procureth favor. Oh my God. Stop right there. He
0: that diligently seeketh his own way. No. Mm What, is it, what does it say? Does it say his own way? No. It says what? Good. Good. So he that seeketh the business that he started to make it work. Mm-mm. No.
1: Mm-mm.
0: What does it say? Good. No. He that seeketh his childhood dreams and desires. No. No. What does it say? He that diligently seeketh good. Oh, my God. And we all, And Jesus told us in the New Testament that the only thing that is good is who? His father. So we can put here, he that seeketh the Father, or cureth, or grabs, or secures, favor. And we know what favor is. Favor is God doing things or giving you things that you do not deserve and you have not worked for. ooh wait. So he that seeketh God procureth or secures something that does not belong to him, something that does not belong to her, something that she doesn't deserve, something that he doesn't deserve. Now, I know you ever look up um, and, 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 and you're dating somebody you're like, man, how did I get her? Oh, my God. How does she come along? I believe that's what, what you said about me. <laughs> How did did I get this woman? (laughs) That seeketh the father. Because at one point, you were dating and doing all this, and you were finding women in your own way, and they'll give you headaches. And at some point, you say, you know what? I ain't even looking for a man no more. I ain't even looking for a woman no more. God, i just get out of you. And you gave it, and you put it back in his hands. I feel like preaching, dog. I feel like doing the deed. When you put it back into his hands. And God said, because you sought me, instead of seeking what you wanted, now you wake up and you have procured, you have seized, you have captured favor. <laughs> oh my God, some of y'all, how did I get this job? I ain't even a profit for this job. How did I get this job? Ah, God, you—you you blow my mind. It's because at some point in your life, you said, "I am now going to stop seeking what Joshua wants. I'm going to stop seeking what Christina wants. I'm going to stop seeking what what Ken wants. I'm going to stop seeking what Nathaniel wants. I'm going to stop seeking what Anja wants. I'm going to stop seeking what what Regina wants and what Monet wants and what Felisa wants. And I'm going to seek what God wants." And when I do that, I procure favor. Now the rest of the verse is true. Read the rest of the verse, Vonda. But he that seeketh mischief, oh man, it shall come unto him. Look at that. Mischief is things that deceive you. Deceive you. And if I'm seeking something that I'm not supposed to do, I'm deceived because I think I'm supposed to do it. Right. <laughs> mm. right. That's why. If I'm working for me, you guys, it was a lawn service. I had a huge law company here in Jacksonville, huge 550 clients. And I was mis- I was mis- mischieving myself, seeking mischief, mm. thinking that that's what I'm supposed to do. And as a result, mischief came and found me. <laughs> when I'm doing what I want to do, I am now sitting out sending out a signal to the spirit world, saying, hey, everything that's negative, come find me. Oh, I don't know what that says. 1421, somebody say amen. God heard my prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh I have people watching the game right now. They're praying too, but they're watching the game. God is, I'm going to keep preaching, God, because you're hearing me. So, but no, seriously, on a serious note, uh, family, when I when I am seeking something that I'm not supposed to be doing. And we do this a lot. Let's be real. We seek stuff that we're not supposed to, but we end up in relationships. He never married me. 30 years in a relationship, he never married me. Or you, you get in a relationship, you got 16 kids by this guy and you, he still won't put a ring on it. And he's, living, he, he won't pay child's. I'm seeking something. I, but I know he loves me. I've had his kids. I'm seeking mischief, and because I'm seeking mischief, it's coming back to me. Mm-hmm. I have no way to support these kids. Mm-hmm. Now I find myself on welfare. I find myself taking government assistance. And I'm not down to down anybody. Let me be very clear, and let me calm down so y'all can hear me clearly. I'm not trying to down anybody that's on welfare welfare or taking uh, uh, what they call food stamps and all that thing. You need it for a season. It's for a season, mm-hmm. not to live your life on it. If you're seeking mischief, you're putting a signal out in the world that, hey, everything that's mischievous, come find me. And what happens when I find myself in a a tribulation, that means I'm trying to seek something that God doesn't want me to have. See, a lot of times when we see mischief, we automatically think evil. It's not evil. It's things that God doesn't want me to have, even if it looks good. You, you know what? This is where that phrase comes from. Everything that's good doesn't mean necessarily is God. It looks good. It looks good to be a business owner, but are you in the right business? Are you doing what God has called you to do? Yes, you're talented. And that's this. Oh my God. I gotta do a series. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I do a series on it. I'm gonna write it down. Write it down. A series between the difference uh but the, the difference between gifts and talents. You might be talented in an area but that doesn't necessarily mean it's your gift. Notice I'm saying gift and I'm saying talents. We have many talents right now. I can go outside with no training and run a four, six. I promise you I can. That's a talent. I can go pick up a baseball bat right now and hit a baseball with one or two swings. That's a talent. That doesn't mean it's my gift though. I only get one gift and that gift is what God has designed me to be in. But I'll, here's here's a, here's a crazy thing. I'll go beyond the surface in my talents. Come on. Oh, my God. Come on. I'll go beyond the surface in my talents, Fredo. I'll go train to go run after a baseball. I'll go train to go run after a football. I'll go train to be the best writer. I'll go to college and get an education to be a businesswoman. But I won't go beyond the surface in my gifting. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, ay. I'll just th- take it for granted and say, well, it's my gift. It's just something that I do. And I, I did that over this weekend, and I was rebuked so bad. Joshua, they, told, they said, Apostle Joshua, stop saying you hate God. shows you stuff. Yes. That's your gift. That's what God has called you to. You give me a keyboard. I'm talented with a keyboard. But God has called me to breaking strongholds off of people's lives. God has called me to set people on new tracks and to change de- destinies for people. But I won't go beyond the surface in my gifting. But I'll sit down and learn a a song on the keyboard. What is it? You might be gifted in cooking. You'll cook, but God has called you to the pulpit. Uh Oh, oh, I'm scared to preach. I don't want none of that. You'll go beyond the surface in your talents. But what is really going to take care of you? What is going to cause you to procure favor, to seize and hold on to favor is when you go beyond the surface in your giftings. Oh, glory to God. we got to get out of this mindset in the church that, yes, I'm talented in this. I w- I remember in Bible college, I remember one professor, Minister Woods, Diane Woods, she came to me and she said, Joshua, I need you to, to know this and know this with all assurity. Just because you see a need in the church doesn't mean you're called to it. And I said, I don't understand it. I thought I was supposed to be somebody that goes and helps the church. She says, no, you are supposed to be somebody that pursues your gifting. Now, if your gifting is that need, then by all means, go to that need. But if it's just a need and the church is asking you to fill it just because it's a need, doesn't mean you're called to fill it. Mm-hmm. And right now, you want to know why church hurt happens, Vonda? Because we got a lot of talented people in positions where gifted people are supposed to be. Oh, man, oh, yeah, I Finish up. Hey, man. Oh, I'd have dropped the mic. Hey, oh, man. my God. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. You say he's, he's so dramatic. I am. Because it's so yeah. real. It takes maturity. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, somebody that's said it.
1: What I'm just saying. Yeah,
0: it takes maturity. Usher's offending people because you're not gifted to be an usher. Mm-hmm. You might be talented. Yeah, you might know how to sit some people down. You might know how to get a fan and get an offering envelope and a mint. You might have to do that. But when something happens, you don't know how to talk to people. Mm. You rude and disrespectful. He's certainly. That's because it's not your gifting. Mm. And then you see sister so-and-so who's actually gifted to be an usher. And she's like, she got so much patience and she talks to people proper and she's being promoted. And now you're mean at sister so-and-so or mad at sister so-and-so because she's walking in her gifting and you just operating in your talent. And because of that, you start spreading rumors about the person who's actually gifted to be in the position. And now you got the whole half, left half of the church mad at somebody who's gifted to be in a position you're not supposed to be in. I hope y'all are getting something from this. Oh, my gosh. Stop worrying about your talents. Paul was a talented teacher. He knew the word left, right, up, down. He was considered, he trained from under somebody who was considered to be the highest form of education, biblically wise, in the land. He was gifted. And even Paul came to the conclusion in Philippians chapter 3 that he said, I count my whole education as dung. I throw it all away because the knowledge of Jesus Christ supersedes all of that. My education had me in a tribulation. My education had me traveling places I weren't supposed to go. My education had me getting whipped on my back. My education had me getting stoned and thrown over a mountain and left for dead. My education had me in three shipwrecks. My education had that. But as soon as I got into my gifting where God said his grace is sufficient, my education went out the window and God's grace set in and I was able to do more and miraculous things than I ever thought I could do because I trusted my gifting, which is relying upon God or Jesus Christ himself instead of trusting my talent, which is my education, my human reasoning. Hallelujah. I was talking to an individual yesterday and I said, there's a verse, there's a verse, Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. I say that's so imperative for a Christian. That's how we keep ourselves out of getting into our talents and staying in our gifts. Because if I don't have peace to do it, I'm not supposed to do it. We need to learn how to start respecting that peace. The Bible says in Colossians three fifteen, let it be an umpire. Let it be the final say so let it be the ruler. Let it be the person that makes a decision for you, not you let your peace be the person that makes a decision for you. And if you don't have peace, then you should not do it. That's how you stay out of tribulations. That's how you stay out of losing four, five, six years of your life. Thank God we serve a God that says he will restore the years. But why can't we be in a place or come to a place where we don't lose our years in the first place? It takes us seeking, diligently seeking God so that we can procure favor. Oh, hallelujah. We want to procure favor in our life. I don't know about you, but every ounce of favor, I want to just gather. I want to gather favor. I want to get favor all on me. I want to gather it all. Give me favor. I want favor. But the only way to do that is to diligently seek good or diligently seek God. Hmm. Not your dreams, not your aspirations, not what you want to be, what you thought you were going to be. Seek God, all of his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. How? Because you'll procure favor. I sit back at times, me and Vonna sit back and we think about how in the world are we in the mayor's office, Uh, excuse me, in, in these mayor's meetings and in these city council meetings? How in the world, how in the world do we, people are calling on us and asking us to do certain things. How? I'm not doing anything. I was talking to a group last night. I'm not marketing myself. You guys don't see me out there marketing myself that I'm this speaker, but people still keep calling. Joshua, can you come speak? Can you come here and speak? Can you come do this? Why? Because I procured favor why I'm seeking God and every ounce of favor that comes, Oh, give me more. Give me more. For curing favor, securing it. Give me all this favor. Because I've realized that if I do what God tells me to do, if I, if I follow his will and I follow his way, it makes my life a whole lot easier. And some of us today are struggling, hear me closely, some of us are struggling because we are trying to do it our way because we think this way is right. And as a result of doing it our way, favor keeps evading us. And before we know it, we sit out here in a land where there's nothing before us and it's just empty. And we find ourselves saying, God, when is the next blessing going to come? And little do we know, we got all this favor around us on every side. But because we won't seek God and do what God tells us to do, we can never see it. Our eyes are blinded to it. And we can never procure it because we're too busy trying to do it our way. A tribulation. Get off the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Don't get comfortable on the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Hallelujah. Speak to the mountain in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody just say amen in the chat. Praise God. Let you type it in there so you can receive it. Amen means let it be so in my life. When I say amen, I'm saying amen to God. I'm seeking what you tell me to do. I'm doing what you tell me to do. I'm taking my eyes off of what I want, and I'm putting my eyes onto what you want. I'm tired of being fooled by my talents, and I'm ready to operate in my gifts. In Jesus' name, Lord God, I decree and declare I now am a gift operator in Jesus' name. I no longer go run after the best deal or something that looks good and shiny. I no longer go run after this because there's enough money attached to it, or there's this attached to it, or that attached to it. I only go after something that you have given me peace to go after, and that's in line to my gift in Jesus' name. I am going hard after my gift. Hallelujah. You said in your word, stir up my gift. You didn't say stir up my talents. You said stir up my gift. So I'm stirring up my gift right now in Jesus' name. I stir up my gift, God. We as a church stir up our gift. We are gifted to help people get on the right path. We are gifted to help break strongholds. We are gifted to give people wisdom and insight into the future. We are gifted. So we stir up our gift as a church. We're not trying to be like any other church in the city. We're just trying to be a church that operates in its gift in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that even the members of this church, Lord God, the people that will walk through the doors of this church, Father God, will be blessed and will be uh, will be ushered right into stirring up their gifts. And as a result, Lord God, their lives, their households will be blessed, Lord God. They won't have nothing missing, nothing broken, and that they can lay down in the green pastures and they can walk beside the still waters. And because they are seeking their gift, Lord God, which means they're seeking you and they're procuring favor, you will prepare before their enemies a table so that they can grub out and eat out in jesus name in front of their enemies hallelujah lord god i decree and declare for everyone that is under the sound of my voice that victory is their portion in jesus name that god has made them a new creature a new institution that draws what it needs to them hallelujah i thank you for it right now in jesus name I call it so right now in Jesus' name. I decree that we are a people that is only moved by our gifts. We are only moved by our gifts and by what you tell us to do. We're not wavered. We don't waver because we're talented. We don't go run to something because we know we can fill a need. But we only move because of our gifting and what you tell us to do. So, Father, today, let your peace Be the umpire in our lives, Lord God. Let that peace that passes all understanding be the umpire in our lives, Lord God. Let it tell us to go left. Let it tell us to go right. Let it even tell us to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Let us be attentive to your voice and attentive to your leading in Jesus' name. We bless you, God. We thank you, God. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name, for you are so, so good. Thank you for even pouring out from the throne of heaven this word in this season for those who are ordained to be here at this time. Let it benefit them. I decree and declare that this word has fallen on great ground, that it will take deep root in their souls, deep root in their spirit, and spring forth a river of living water in their lives. In Jesus' name. I pray, believe, and declare. You get all the glory. You get all the praise. You get all the honor, God. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Ooh, He is so good. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have a desire to give, praise God. We appreciate it. Praise God. You can um, uh, type the word launch or text the word launch to one eight eight. I ain't said it in a couple of weeks. What is it? One eight eight three six four. Give one eight eight three. That's one eight 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 three six four. Give. And we'll send you a secure link to where you can give, or you can go right on the website, uh, Launch Church Jacks, and you can give there. Praise God. Whatever God lays on your heart, we appreciate it. Uh, that is between you and God. Amen. Uh, once again, while you guys are getting that ready, before we pray and bless that, remember uh, on uh, November 19th, Hallelujah. Uh, Let me find it real quick. November 19th, we will be at, for those that are in Jacksonville, the Tabernacle Baptist Institutional Church located at 903 East Union Street, 903 East Union Street. I would love for you guys to come out. Their service starts at 1015. Their service, once again, starts at 1015. So if you wait till 11, we'll probably be halfway through the service. So 1015 uh, AM, that address, once again, I think it's downtown. Union Street is downtown. Uh, 903 East Union Street, Jacksonville, Florida, 32206. We're going to go there, allow God to show out, praise God, and do his thing. Amen. And uh, uh, please, if you're in Jacksonville, um, come on out if you're outside of jacksonville that day out i don't know we'll go live on our facebook page i'm thinking that's what we'll do we'll just go live on our facebook page so you guys can tune in directly on facebook uh from from uh on that sunday so you can you won't miss service because i know we do have some people outside of the jacksonville that watches in jesus name hallelujah uh, by now you should have prepared your gift. So hold up your phone if you gave. And if you didn't have the money to give, but desire to still hold up your hands, hold up your phone. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for these, your children, Lord God, that have given into your, your church. Father, we decree and declare right now that this is great seed that they have sown into great ground. And Father, we declare your word, your Luke six thirty eight blessing, that blessed are those that give, you will cause men to give back unto them pressed down, shaking together and running over 30, 60 and 100 fold shall men give unto their bosom. Father, I decree that over their lives. I decree that over their finances. I decree right now that money is coming in. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I hear Matter of fact, I hear everybody right now. Just get your wallets in your hand. Can you bring me my wallet, Bonda? I just hear do this really quickly. I, I, as I was praying about it, I heard God say it's too many people struggling with money. It's too many people struggling with money remember my wallet please <clears throat> this is a this, this is a change we were pro- i would prophesy to we would prophesy to over this weekend last weekend that thank you <clears throat> that this this new starting this the month of November things would change and in 3 years we would look up and it will be a total different lifestyle and if that's your pastor it has to happen to the body as well it has to happen to the body. Now I know a lot of people say this and they say that and they use that to get people to give more. I'm not saying that to get people to give more. I'm saying that because this is the word of the Lord. And I just heard God say that as I was praying to tell people to hold their wallets, get their hands. And I want you to take the next five, five, five minutes, no, three minutes. And I want you to declare a word over your wallet. Whatever you're believing for in your accounts, I want you to declare. It's, it's not that it has to come from me. I'm just going to pray in the spirit while you guys are declaring, but take time to declare what this is, what this wallet is going to hold in Jesus name. Go right now and do it. Come on, declare, declare. Declare what you're going to have in your account. Declare what you're going to have in your savings account every bill paid more than enough come on church declare declare right now in Jesus name more to be a blessing to be a blessing to those on the streets yeah to be a blessing to whom God tells us to give to lor papa ye kepesh kenna yitabala la shana shato yona makrabash ke yaba yitabala shana mashokobob yakrabashaka hallelujah lor papa now with a loud voice right where you are just hallelujah thank god hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for every prayer that has been prayed today, every declaration that has been declared over their wallets, Lord God. I decree and declare as the prophet of this church, as the prophet of this house, that you will hear every declaration, and it will you will bring it to pass right now in Jesus' name. I declare every bill paid. Hallelujah. I declare all the taxes paid, every house note paid, groceries in the cabinets. Hallelujah. Groceries in the pantry every kid fed there will never be a meal missed hallelujah there will never be a meal missed there will always be a roof over their heads and clothes on their back i declare there's always gas in their cars i declare that their cars operate and function the way they're supposed to in jesus name i declare that your spirit arrests everything that is not like you in their lives lord god and put everything that is you into operation right now in jesus name Hallelujah. Amen and amen. To God be the glory. Lord, we thank you for this week. We thank you for this week, Lord God. I send ministering and war angels ahead of time into this week to remove any curse, to remove any scheme, any plan of the enemy that will try to snuff or take out any soul under the sound of my voice right now in Jesus' name. I declare them safe. I declare their household safe. I declare the people that are attached to them safe, their children safe, their grandchildren safe in Jesus' name. I declare each and every ministering and war angel to stay on assignment this week, Hallelujah. Until we come together again on next Sunday, I decree and declare safety and victory is their portion this week. And I decree and declare, Lord God, that this week will be a week where we all procure, seize, capture, take hold of favor. In Jesus' Jesus name we pray, believe and declare. Amen and amen. We love you guys so much. Be blessed. We will see you on next week, Sunday, as we dig deeper into beyond the surface in Jesus' name. Love you so much. Be blessed. Go Dolphins. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.